so just a word of warning, I have attempted to record this three times now and it has wound up being 37 minutes at some point, um, which is obviously a lot of waffle. It's too much waffle, so I've now sort of tried to structure it and, and re restructure and reassess all of the content and maybe cut out some of the waffle. Um, we'll see how we go this time around. So, hello, welcome to Divinely Uninspired, the podcast that speaks for itself. And I'm your hostess with the mostest, the big P money. Um, today I'm back to semi-freestyle in it because it might be a bit of a long one and my thoughts are really, really all over the gaff on this one. So, today we're talking about the big D. It's Dayton in the 21st century and it's horrible so let's get into it now this is a bit of a scary one for me it has given me a little bit of anxiety recording this i'm not gonna lie um because some of the things mentioned on here will offend some of the people listening to the episode so um yes i'm putting some of y'all on blast it's fine if we've got um we'll address it later so before we even get into it i just know i have to put a disclaimer in there so here it goes a lot of the personal stories and opinions i'm about to state are literally as previously stated personal experience this is not to say that all men do this nor is it to say that exclusively men do this this is literally just the experience i have had personally and if any of this offends please argue with the fucking wall um do not shoot the messenger and so on and so forth so let's get into the meat of this and all of the millions of things i'd like to address on this wonderful and horrifying topic and just to reiterate today is gonna be a bit of a long one so if you need a snack or a drink get that first i know if you listen i know a few of you listen to me whilst driving so maybe consider a longer trip or a different route or maybe a different episode so the first thing i want to talk about is interage dating and this is by no means a commentary on your life if you find yourself in one of these situations tell your boyfriend that if he's got beef i'm a fucking vegetarian um point is i see interage dating very often right about now and i have mixed feelings about it so i'll just shoot some examples at you and we'll see where they land so for example, a, 20, a 26 year old date and a 16 year old. Not to be that bitch, but if you're the younger counterpart to this relationship, you're very likely being groomed. I'm gonna sound old as hell, but nobody at 16, and I mean nobody, not even me at 16, who, you know, I had swallowed the fucking wisdom of the entire world at 16, that was me, um, has the emotional and mental maturity to be in an adult relationship with an adult. And whilst that is a gross generalisation, it's also very true. According to Adolescent Maturity and the Brain, a study written by Dr. Sarah B. Johnson, the rational part of the brain isn't fully developed until age 25 or so, which means that age 16, when, as a girl, an older man tells you jump, you're more likely to ask how high than women his own age. This is obviously problematic for a plethora of reasons, starting with manipulation and emotional abuse all the way through to reinforcing the idea that the older person's brain, in the older person's brain, that the younger, the younger, the more obedient the partner will be, which is really a slippery slope into some paedophilic tendencies, but that is a conversation for a different day. Psychology out the way though, if a 26 year old wants to date you knowing you're barely legal, please ask yourself why. 
what is wrong with this man that women his own age want nothing to do with him? Why is he approaching you knowing that he has a decade on you in terms of life, experience and age? Would you, as a 24-year-old per se, at the moment, right now, put yourself in a 24-year-old's shoes, still find this man to be as impressive as he is to a 16-year-old you? And I keep saying this, I keep saying man, this isn't exclusively a thing about men, because I see 21-year-old men knock about with little high school girls all the time, but never really the other way around. I have yet to see a grown-ass woman walking around holding hands with a dude who looks like he could be her younger brother. Um, that's not to say this doesn't happen, because I'm sure there's a couple of weirdos out there who do this, but it is certainly less common, I would like to believe. But here's the deal, it's not so much so the age gap of 10 years that bothers me, but rather the ages at which it happens. So a couple of 26 and 36 is not that weird or problematic because they're both grown-ass adults of fully developed professional capabilities, which means they are more than capable of consenting to a relationship, spotting red flags, etc, etc, etc. From personal experience, as a 20-year-old, I had a brief period of approximately three months where I became a serial dater. None of these dates led anywhere, so before the boo-you-whore parade brigade, them people chime in. And even if it did, fuck you and your performance celibacy. Okay, okay. Point is, I would wind up on dates with 28-29 year olds whom I thought I got on rather well over text to very quickly realise my own inadequacy in the age department. I spoke about university and actively doing my own law degree and renting my first house and how exciting all of that was whilst these men sat across from me and just nodded along because they've been in their various industries for about six or seven years. They have a mortgage and they could not give a single flying fuck that my moot court oral exam went really well this week. Should have just ghosted them all there and then, but I was having a semi-decent time using men for validation, which, um, yikes, younger me, big fucking yikes. But whilst we're on the topic of ghosting then, I also have some more opinions because, well, fucking duh. Um, I have been ghosted many a time in the past and a few times recently, but I have never really ghosted anyone so I can't speak for the reasoning. I do not know one why one would, I don't know, but here is how I see it. I think it's cowardice. I think when you ghost someone, it's because you probably got bored or got the proverbial ick or something about the person has put you off and there is absolutely nothing wrong 100% nothing wrong with realizing someone is not for you but here's the fucking deal listen listen if a person you've been talking to is just not for you all you have to do is say oh um hey i know we've been chatting for x amount of time i think you're cool or whatever the fuck but you did or said this or that thing that has made me feel this or that way. You're cool, just not for me. Because that way there's no bad blood. And that person can just look at the situation and go, yeah, I'm not sacrificing my core values for a person. So whilst it's been nice, it just wasn't going to work. And you can both move the fuck on with your lives with absolutely zero animosity. All ghosting does is make you look like an asshole who doesn't have the balls to be honest. And that probably makes you a shitty person. When a talking stage didn't work out for me in the past, and you know, there's been a few because bad date stories will follow this little segment, um, I've always been very upfront about my feelings. 
Not that I owe anyone an explanation, not that you owe anyone an explanation, but just disappearing on people is a bit fucking rude, in my own personal opinion. Obviously sometimes it's justified, like when the person is a racist or a sexist or kicks a puppy or something, um, then it's obviously perfectly warranted to block, delete and out of sight, out of mind the motherfucker. Um, having said that though, I've never done it because if somebody fucks up that tremendously, I actually like letting them know that they're a horrible human being. I relish in the fact that I get to tell this motherfucker that I am holier than thou. Um, it's just a little, if they treat you like shit and you get to, you get to bully them about it a little bit, it's just, just a little bit of payback it's just spicy we love it we love it here so here i go with um sort of bad date stories just in case anyone needed to feel a little bit better about their dating lives and uh good god all right so um i'm not gonna name any names i'm not going to mention when this was and where this was um just because some of these people still follow me on instagram um so that's where i promo my podcast i don't want to get into beef tonight i am not cooking bolognese let's skip past this so bad night story number one we have a man my age um and we sort of got talking and it was great and we were snapchatting for god knows how long and there was like whatsapp messages or whatever it was great it was going really nice i thought he was really funny he was kind of attractive obviously met on a dating app i'm not going to name names on and um yeah it was going really well so we just decided oh do you want to stop being pen pals let's go out for a little date it's gonna be great um i show up to the restaurant 15 minutes early um he's waiting which is very nice okay you're on time polite sick nothing to complain about yet and then i go in for a hug and realize the boy smells like whiskey so i ask have you had a drink like you you were here before i was so was there any alcohol ordered before i came which is when um this man reveals to me that he has had um a bottle on his way there because he doesn't like going on dates and so to get himself there he needed to drink an entire bottle of whiskey on public transport now this makes me feel a certain type of way and from the get-go sis has the fucking ick by the end of the night he had also drank a bottle of wine and was slurring his words and stumbling about the place and it was just very 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 awkward um so on my way home because i called my mom to pick me up on my way home i texted him saying hey maybe on your next first date don't show up absolutely fucking bladded maybe um explained that i thought he was a nice man but i don't like the idea of somebody having to drink um about 32 measures of alcohol in order to put up sitting across the table from me so that was awkward so it wasn't fun um and they just get worse from there so date number two date number two also fucking horrific um this was with a different man a man slightly older than me um i'm not gonna say how old because um 
<laughs> might be able to, you know, figure it out. That was him that I'm talking about. He'll be able to figure out that was him that I was talking about anyway. But, um, so we go, well, we both work in the same town. So we decided to go on a little date, um, just because it was like the midpoint between both our offices. Um, that pub, because we went to a pub, was, um, actually my Friday night happy hour that me and the office went to every single Friday. So my usual order, my cocktail, my pink gin and tonic is waiting for me at the bar because the barman at this point in time knows I'm there without fail on every single Friday. I sit down, um, I obviously have a little bit of a, of a chat, go in, um, we sort of greet each other, no physical contact, no hugs, no, no handshake, nothing. Um, barely any eye contact throughout the day and I can see just the glass sweating on the bar whilst I'm sat down drinking a decaf coffee and talking about his mum and the cat it just wasn't it just wasn't it and then on my way home I get a nice little message saying we should do this again brethren you demon look me in the fucking eyes what should we do again I was drinking decaf coffee on a day. It's absolutely not it. Because, and I hate when people do this. Well, I don't drink, so you can't drink. What? I don't I don't have caffeine, so you can't have caffeine. What? I will pay for my own fucking beverage, thank you, sir. As long as I get to choose what it is and not have to watch my Friday happy hour sit across the bar from me. Just sweating. Ice cubes melting. Raspberries falling apart. It was, it was horrible. I am not an alcoholic, but it was horrible to witness. So this was date number three, and my first ever attempt at a one-night stand. Um, Having said attempt, you know where this story is going. Um, It was my me trying to break into hookup culture and get into it. Um, Having said that, it obviously don't fucking work, and here is why. I meet a man we crack on, we're having a conversation, it's going very well, we decide, stay what, let's book an Airbnb, let's just fuck off, because there's no hotels about, let's book an Airbnb, Um, we get to the Airbnb, we're both having a good time, we ordered some food, we're watching a little telly, and then he decides to partake in some um, consumption of some recreational um, substances, if you will. And if you've ever done these recreational substances, you all know how easy it is to YT. So now I'm on my attempted first ever hookup date type situation. And I am nursing a 27-year-old back to health from chandering the entire night. um, Having to pass him bottles of water and sugary snacks because he looks like death. Um, Bearing in mind... This man claimed to be a giant stoner. <laughs> Love that for him. Um, yeah, so it was a little bit awkward having to do that. Obviously didn't get laid. Obviously went home very disappointed. From that point on, hookup culture was never going to be a thing again. I just couldn't partake. Because you never know what you're going to get. And some of us got 27-year-old throwing up on the bathroom floor. Sick, sick times for me. While well, still talking about Chanda, um, one of my first ever type date things, 
fuck-ups was me getting so wasted after I'd been turned down by one man that I tried to go home with another one and because I was so drunk I threw up on him. It was great. Um, We're now besties but that's a whole different issue. Then we had a double date with his sister. That was a bad, bad date. Then we had come cuddle. Um, Absolutely not. That's not a date. Uh, Yeah, I've just had a whole plethora of horrible, horrible experiences. And for the most part, the men are not attractive enough to act like that. So let's just say I've been getting mugged off for the last four years. How about that? We'll just leave it at that. That works, isn't it? That's just, that's it. My final bad date story is um, kind of a good date because it really was a good date. The date itself was fantastic. And then I got fucking ghosted afterwards. So realistically, um, even the good ones are bad. Do you know what I mean? Like dating just sucks. Why, why are men like this? Why are men like this? So I obviously had my brief stint with um, dating apps. I actually decided it's best for me and my mental health this year to delete all of the apps. I no longer have any of them. Um, Tinder, because of a situation that had occurred on it, um, which I will get into in just one second, but also Hinge and Bumble when I never had plenty of fish, but I'm assuming if I had plenty of fish, I would also have deleted plenty of fish. Um, Just because I got sick of being in the cycle of we talk, I stand my ground, I get told I'm overreacting, and it never goes anywhere big yikes to that whole fuckery and let's just address tinder as a dating app because it is the most popular one and it is absolutely satan's armpit it's horrible and it sucks and the people on there you do get a gem you get a rare gem every now and then you really do it can happen i've seen it happen um i know people who met on tinder that are now married and it's very sweet bless them but from my personal experience it was a lot of racism um because people would ask where i was from i would tell them i'm polish and then the english entitlement enters the chat um and then there'd be some disgusting disgusting messages like i'd love to be a slave that's actually screenshotted i have that um what size shoe are you and can i lick your toes was another one offering me 300 pounds for a foot wank um yeah there's been a few and my final straw with tinder was being racially abused by a man i'm gonna name and shame his name was fucking james he was horrible um and he said some rather unsavory things about polish people to which i responded with i really hope you get hit by a bus um he had reported that as a threat of violence and that he was feeling unsafe my account was suspended um, I obviously appealed the situation because good fucking god why and um, I had Tinder for maybe three weeks after that and my account kept being reported for catfishing because my face did not line up with my bio is what the official report said that my images and my bio didn't align in some sort of way so what that said to me is I these these incels think I am too sexy to have the interests that I have but let me just tell you nobody's too sexy for the witcher not even Henry Cavill when he fucking plays the guy 
Saying that I had my thing with Hinge and Bumble because I just thought, you know what, let's try the ones that seem less popular that might be less toxic. Um, wrong. Wrong. Um, I was on Hinge, I believe, talking to a person for about three hours. Um, this wasn't constant messaging back and forth, this was just a very, very casual conversation. Um, start to finish was about three hours and by the time the three hours were over I was asked if I wanted to meet their parents um as their girlfriend this was very scary to me I was like did you, did you, did we met today I am not your wife you are psychotic um Obviously, there's nothing wrong with meeting the parents, but being from the Eastern European culture that I am, it is a little bit of a big deal. Um, you don't present just anyone to your mum and dad, you really don't. Um, so, it was very uncomfortable when somebody turned around and went, yeah, do you want to come to dinner with me and my mum and dad? Uh, uh, no, no, I, I do not. I have never requested that. I am not going to request that three hours into knowing you. It's just weird. It's uncomfortable. People are strange. And then I just kept... That wasn't the final straw to break the camel's back. But it certainly did add a few pounds onto the fucking camel. Because the camel died in the end from exhaustion. And the apps were deleted. The apps have been deleted. And honestly, it's been very liberating. Not having to fit a mould or live to somebody's standards for an, an approval on an on an app. Um, it doesn't matter that men don't want men on the internet don't want to fuck me. It really doesn't bother me, um, which has been a, the beautiful part of this entire experience because we came out of all that toxicity and actually decided, you know what, I'm just going to date myself for a while and it's going to be great. And it actually has been great. Another reason I absolutely hated ye old dating apps was the fact that people, even though I wouldn't share my personal details on my profile, things like my Instagram profile, my Twitter account, people would still somehow manage to find me on those social media apps. And the amount of unsolicited, unsolicited dick photos that I have received in the space of three years... Um, could probably fill a a Pornhub category. It really could. Um, I don't know why certain men feel that that's something we want to see, but I don't want your sad elephant trunk on my fucking phone screen. It doesn't need saying dicks are not attractive. Why would you do this? Why would you? I don't. I've never understood this, and I really need a man to explain to me why they think just that's a good opener and even hello not hello not how you doing just a photo of a dick it's a bit eh. and whilst we're still talking about unsolicited anything um i would very often turn around and go actually i didn't want to see that or actually i'm not interested in having a spicy nsfw conversation with you right now or i'd just turn around and go actually i'm i'm not interested this is not i wanted to know what your f fucking favorite color is bro you didn't need to send me a photo of your entire gooch thank you um so yeah people 
have actually managed to take the piss with that and every time I stood my ground I was told I was overreacting or that I'm intimidating or that it's weird that I don't like what they presented to me on um, various dating and non-dating apps and I thought that was very very gross and very problematic because whatever the fuck happened to whining and dining and getting to know people and why why is it that you need to expose your bits to me in order to feel like that's grasping my attention because I have a feeling that unsolicited dick pics are a cry for attention and they're a very desperate cry for attention so if you've ever sent one please don't send one again um nobody wants to see that honestly um odds are we're probably laughing at it or very disappointed by the general shape and size of whatever you have presented um we would much rather hear about your day or your favorite album or your star sign if you're me (laughs) we do like astrological signs but i don't want to know the length and girth of your dick you can just tell me your pisces placement you know it's just (laughs) why would anyone it's just I, i i don't even know where to go from here why would anyone just stop it get some help and every single time that I've sort of stood up for myself in these situations or reinforced my boundaries or reasserted certain beliefs of mine I've always been told that I'm scary and intimidating and this has happened with multiple men on multiple occasions and I think it's kind of terrifying to be a woman with opinions because no matter what your opinions are you're always going to be shattered for actually reinforcing them no matter what your boundaries are um if you're a slut you get slut shamed if you're a prude you get told actually that's kind of boring and and you're a prude and what the fuck um so there's no winning as a woman in the dating game unless you end up dating someone who's actually nice and get married and stuff and the well done good for you if you did that good for you um for me however at the moment for a lot of women at the moment in the 21st century it's kind of difficult to navigate that space because being asked to reevaluate your core beliefs at every single like step is a little bit embarrassing because i'm not willing to give up my rage in feminism or um grow up my hair or do whatever the fuck to appease a man because why should i be putting an effort to receive mediocrity and i know so many fantastic fantastic women i know maybe like six cool men i want to my dad so like that's a bit weird do you know what i mean so realistically it's very difficult to try and navigate a space where you're being viewed as intimidating because men are not used to being told to shut the fuck up you know it's it's a little bit awkward because at some point somebody has to compromise and i don't ever want to be the person who compromises my core values and it's normal to disagree on certain things like I don't know how many kids you want or if you ever want kids or if you ever want to get married that's fine like that's not your person that's never gonna work great you can sort of move on with your lives but if your core values really depend on the fact that you want women to be delicate submissive wallflowers and you hate gays and you hate 
quotation marks the blacks or the polish or the irish or you know any other form of racist bullshit um then maybe just maybe you're a shitty horrible person maybe you shouldn't be dating because you have a lot of self-work to do and i find it a lot um there's a lot of toxicity on dating apps at the moment which is why i sort of deleted them where people the good ones have been snatched up and all we've got left over is toxic people with issues they refuse to resolve um so having said that i could continue going on and on and on and waffling um but i have a feeling we're already reaching about half an hour so i can still very much make a few more episodes on this because i feel like there's a lot to unpack here but um for now it's been divinely uninspired my name's Paulina and I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. I will be uploading on Saturdays again. So I'll see you or hear you next week. Bye!